Welcome back to the Work in Progress podcast. It's your favorite show on the channel. It's Question Time, hosted by me, Joseph Perry. I'm joined today by a very special person's girlfriend. Who, who's that? It's a, it's a Jasmine. Um, <laughs> just to, that, the only reason I said that is because uh, she's the girlfriend of my cousin Hamish, who you probably saw in about three episodes ago when he's talking about Stomabag. Um, today, the question we are discussing is what's life like as an adopted child? Um, so the reason I got Jasmine on for this question of all is because uh, she is adopted. So, um, yeah, I just want to know, like, when were you adopted, Jasmine? Uh, and, and, like, yeah, let's start the discussion. Sure, yeah. Um, so I was adopted at about, about nine, nine, ten months old. Um, so there's not really much I remember in terms of because I was, I was a baby. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I was adopted from uh, China, that south of China. So, um place called Nanchang, Jiangxi province. You can look it up if you fancy. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's known to be quite a poor area of China. So yeah, that's where, that's where it all began really. <laughs> okay. So, so in that, so do you not, I obviously don't remember because obviously you were nine months old. Um, but like, do you, do you have any like early memories of growing up at all, not from uh, China, like when you were adopted um, in the UK, do you have any early memories in general? Yeah, so um, sort of in a way that like, it's, it's difficult because it's kind of like, I, my parents always brought me up telling me, so I always knew, okay. there was never like, um, there was never a moment. So I, I was adopted by a, a Western English family. They're, you know, brunette, blue eyes, blonde, you know, all that kind of, so, um, they always, I always knew it was always a fact to me. So I don't know whether that's when I was younger, they'd tell me, oh, so, you know, you don't look like us. <laughs> mm. But I feel like I would have, you know, I think it's important that I got told, even though I think I would have worked out anyway and I would have asked at some point. Yeah. So, yeah. Because it's, I think it's in, um, I can imagine this is a very like a subjective experience adoption as a whole because some so you're speaking from your experiences so someone else might be listening who was adopted who probably can't relate or can whatsoever so I just want to like yeah obviously this is your personal experience of adoption um so like so you said you found out from birth and you you'd advise that could you imagine like the that not knowing like like you know the typical thing in like tv when there's an adopted child it's like like in friends or something when that, that like china just blurts yeah. it out it's like a big <laughs> yeah. reveal so you're you're saying like it was probably better that you knew you were told like it was a normalized thing in the household yeah it was it was such a normalized thing like um you know my, my parents always always told me um and i and they were great in terms of like um engaging with the culture we'd always celebrate chinese new year i know most western families do but i'm a big fat takeaway but like we always celebrated different things and um because my mom was so interested in the country when she went to like, when she had the idea about adopting, um, the culture has always kind of been part of my life, even though, you know, I wasn't, you know, being, being adopted from a Western family. But um, I think, I think it's different in my circumstance in that um, the big reveal probably wouldn't have been as big for me because mm. I would have worked it out. But I think, I think it is important just so that it, it becomes normalized a lot. A lot quicker yeah and that yeah. when I started getting like when I started getting older and a lot more um curious about it I that meant that I could have the conversation and ask questions about it so I think it it was really important in terms of just making it normal and it always felt normal because because I always knew mm. 
Um, was there any issues maybe perhaps like growing up at all, just out of my curiosity? Like, did you have any personal challenges or external challenges from other people maybe making comments or anything like that? Um, no, not, not really. The only, I wouldn't even call them challenges, but obviously people were really, um, I think the only challenges that my, my brother, who's my parents' biological son, the only obstacle I would have is just like, he'd just be mistaken for my boyfriend all the time. Uh. <laughs> like we're out and about and they'd just be like, oh, is that your, that your man? It's like, no, it's my brother. But um, So that's kind of the only, the only one that really gets under my skin. Because obviously, of course, people don't know. So it's fine. Um, and like, I think because my parents always told me, it was always something that I would say very early on into getting to know a friend or getting to know someone and explain just so it saves them coming around my house and being like, <laughs> who are these people? how would you fit in here so yeah I think and I haven't really faced any you know anyone being nasty about it or or anything like that I think the only quite like quite recently I think the only time it's kind of become kind of like a thing is like going into um a musical theatre and drama and all that when you're like in the nicest way possible because they do mean it in the, in the nicest way your race is really put in a box Mm. um where in kind of terms of castability and who you know what kind of roles you can go up for and what roles would suit you better so that's the only thing the only time when I really thought about it and of course you do wonder um like you know normally when I achieve something or something really good I often wonder oh I wonder if you know bi bi biological mum will be proud of me or you know it's it's always curious to know if I've got like a brother or a sister or stuff like that but never like nothing negative, just just the odd curiosity and the odd confusion sometimes, especially with my brother. So, uh, do you, you just mentioned uh, biological mother? Do, do you have any um, not knowledge of 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 your biological parents? No, none at all. Um, so I was I, I was abandoned at like two days old, and I was found outside the police station, and all they had was just me wrapped up in like these clothes, and that that was it. Um, and it's quite, it's really common because obviously in China, they, you know, they have the um, one child policy. Mm. So it's really common to find like abandoned babies in China and like um, getting to be adopted and fostered and stuff. Um, it's also just a money issue as well. So no, I wouldn't, I think the only, the only way I would ever get to meet her is if she came and found me. And with all of like the, the political stuff going on anyway in China, it's kind of a bit difficult to, um, yeah to reach out mm. so do you have no do you have any um because that that description there obviously sounds quite like extreme um like to be left outside of a police station for example um but do you have any um this might be a personal question but do you have any like animosity towards your biological parents at all or is that just like something that's like they just send any other people yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess so, because I think I think I live quite a charmed life at the moment. And um, it wouldn't have been like, God knows what my life would have been like um, there. Um, you know, I'm sure, you know, it's not really worth thinking about in a way. But um, yeah, I guess there is a, a feeling of animosity because it's kind of like they, you know, my mother or father, whoever left me clearly knew that if they left me, I'd be move on to a better place or they'd hope to move on to a better place and be loved and you know looked after because they felt like they couldn't um so yeah it's yeah it's 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 
it's all good vibes, all good feels towards them. There's nothing like, there's nothing like, oh, how dare you left me? Because actually it's kind of, you know, it's great. I can't, you know, I, I got the good side out of it. Um, and of course I understand and all that. And that's, that's from my parents always telling me about it. And, you know, I think, you know, there's so many people out there who maybe might feel a little bit, you know, funny about it, but it's just, it's just the way. And because that happens a lot in China, it's just, it's almost the norm. It's kind of like, oh, okay. Mm. Um, just out of curiosity, like when you actually, like when did you actually find out that that was how it occurred? Like you were just left outside of a... Um, I can't, I can't put a date on it just because again, that was a thing. Oh, okay. That was something you were told. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I remember when I was a kid that I got like, you know, when you're actually getting in touch with your emotions as a child or like as you're growing up and you're just like oh I'm going to feel sad about this now um <laughs> I think I remember one time at like the dinner table or something I said oh can you tell me again or can you remind me can you tell me again um so yeah it, it always fired my curiosity to always know and now it's just it's just fact now like you know like I would say I have black hair I would say I was adopted it's quite it's just fact it's yeah yeah I mean that's the, be the best way to to go about it, I, I guess. Um, you did say you did mention, obviously, that you uh, um, your mum had uh, makes it the like Chinese New Year. The culture is like embraced. It's not to the full extent of maybe what you're like. Like if you were in China, it's not to the full extent of that. So, like, do you have any? Um, I want to say battles in the idea that maybe I don't know if it's coming across it's coming across bad, but do you have any like battles of like you're not you're not fully your your own culture if you're not you're not embracing yeah, you're not fully your own culture I guess that's what I'm trying to say yeah yeah I mean yeah I guess there's always that um but I think well when when I was adopted I was also adopted at the same like my parents went along with another set of parents who were also adopting it was actually two girls from China who I'm actually in really good contact with and there's actually um there's actually a charity called Cash um who kind of see a ch um that's kind of like it's like a charity of families who come together and share their experience of, as of adopting children from china um and we have like this um this kind of web of, of families that we know and you know girls that i know um so you know you have those experiences to share and everything um and also going to uh going to a, a secondary school that I guess when you get to secondary school and you start getting different emotions different feelings different things like that um secondary school I went to I had a boarding house which had loads of international students from Hong Kong that I you know that if I was curious I'd always ask I, ha I had a friend who would teach me the odd word here and there because my motivation to try and teach myself at home was just it's just not worth talking about um so yeah, and and right now at, at university in second year, um, I'm now sharing with an international student from Hong Kong, and she's one of my best friends. And she, yeah, she, she teaches me how to cook. She actually taught me how to use chopsticks because clearly that's not in my veins. I couldn't use them before <laughs> she taught me. Um, so yeah, she's she's taught me all the cuisine and all you know the words and everything. So I you know I do actively try and out of interest try and be part of it, but I don't feel like it's an absence from me. I think it's nice to once at university I am um, there was like this Asian Heritage Month or something and we did something um because we're, we're drama students and we're arty like that but I I said oh you know what I'll 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 read a poem but I'll read it in Chinese so <laughs> the amount of evenings me and my friends spent like sat at the dinner table like her trying to tell me how to say this what like to say this poem was crazy but afterwards I did feel 
I don't know. I was like, oh, this is, this is, this is really strange. <laughs> but yeah, you do. I've always, I've always been actively involved or wanting to know more. And I think by having, you know, others around me that know more about my culture than I obviously do, um, that helps a lot. Okay, so because I see a lot on, um, I guess, Twitter, um, if you've listened to the show before, I bring it up a lot. Uh, people say on Twitter that there was um, that people being adopted outside of their culture, they can't make, they they portray it as a negative thing because of the fact it's like so say uh, a white family uh, adopted an African child, they they people present that as like a a more of a negative scenario because you're taking that child out of their their mm-hmm. culture and <clears throat> maybe they don't up, get an upbringing with it. So that changes them as a person. Um, but then as you're saying, you, through external people, including your parents and, and, and people you've met along the way of growing up, you've, yeah. you've, you've managed to come across people that have, you've, you've learned your culture in, a, in an alternative route. In this, in a... Yeah, and you know, my, you know, by my parents talking about it all the time and my mum said, oh, it's Chinese New Year, you know, go to school. Do you want to like give, give out like red envelopes to your friends and stuff? Because obviously that's a, that's a tradition. Um, with uh, chocolate coins, because obviously not money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, it's, it's also the kind of like, I, I totally get that view. Um, but I think it's, again, I think it depends a family circumstance and it depends how old they are when you, when you adopt them. That I think, because I was, you know, I was a blank canvas really when I got adopted, like, you know, um, so, and like, I think obviously I'm more, my personality is more British than it is, you know, whatever British personality means, Mm. obviously, because I got brought up by a Western family, you know, I'm, I'm so like my mum, I'm so like my dad and it's all about upbringing and I think at the end of the day if it's not I don't see it as taking someone's culture away from them I see it as kind of like trying to give them a better life somewhere else that you know people who adopt don't don't do it to be nasty Mm. um they do it as for positive reasons so but I I do understand but I think it's I think it's up to the parents and also maybe you know out of the child's choice if they want to learn more about it then you know the world's so multicultural now it's you know, I'd say it's it's easy enough to do. Um, you you mentioned that you you know of people uh, that that you got adopted at a similar time to you. you said, um, yeah. do they have a similar? Would they like have a similar experiences to you and agree with what you're saying in in, in um, general? Yeah, I would say so. Like, um, so I, I won't name them, of course, but um, mm. the two girls that got adopted the same time as me. Um, one of the girls was born literally days days before me. I I I I speak to this girl who was born you know a few days before me, like a bit, and um, I I would say they 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 would say similar things, just because you know their their upbringing is so you know it's so different to their upbringing was literally from when they were children, like from when they were like babies, toddlers, babies, you know, um, I. I mean, I don't want to speak for them, but I'd like to say that, that they'd agree with me. That it's it's not a matter of it. It could be just a matter of ignorance because we we don't know any any other. Um, I might say, you know, I'm pretty sure I might say something different if I was adopted when I was like ten or eleven. But mm. because I don't know what it's like to have the, you know, as a baby, you don't feel like you're pulled from your culture because you're a baby. But you know, if you were, you know, when you're old enough to understand that 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 could be seen as a thing then I guess it could see, be seen as an obstacle for you but I think because we were we were babies it, you know we, we don't know anything so mm. uh, the, the, you, you, 
yeah, like you've said a couple of times about be like if it was 10 years later. I think that's a very fair thing to say because um, I did psychology at, in A-levels and there's a topic about um, like attachment types as a child. So when you yeah. re- it's not so much about the culture in that sense. It's about once you reach age, certain ages, you've, you've missed like the prime time to attach to a primary caregiver. So as you said, yeah. like your mum, you, 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 you were a baby, so you were able still to attach. And, yeah. and and form that um, attachment that you have now, but the if you were there when you were ten, you would have it would have been a much harder process. Um, yeah, and you know if if anything, like it's it's a lot. It was so much easier for me to attach when I was a baby than maybe it was for my biological mum to detach. Like I, I can't even imagine. But mm. it's you know it's because you're a baby, you just don't know any any better or any worse. Really, it just kind of it just kind of happens. But it's but it's a positive thing because clearly it was done for positive reasons. Yeah. And yeah. I like to think it's a positive outcome. So. <laughs> uh, there's a part of every question time where I go to an external source. So like some statistics or oh. some facts about, uh, well, topic and obviously about adoption. So I actually was surprised to find out that in, in 2019, this is in the UK, adoptions overall fell by 7%. So there's only, there's only about 3,570 adoptions. That's what it, when it dropped to set by, down by 7%. Uh, there's been a sharp downward trend since 2015 and um, however children in care overall has, has risen by four percent so it's like a seven thousand seventy eight thousand seven hundred and fifty so I think that in its own is quite not shocking but surprising because the the more so about the adoption numbers three thousand five hundred seventy in 2019 I thought it'd be so much so much more I thought adopt I, th- I thought adoption was so much more um I don't know like common especially with like maybe possibly same-sex marriages uh yeah, yeah. i i would have thought that, that that number would have been higher but it's also saying it's a downward trend since 2015 i think um maybe i mean i'm not i'm not a stats expert or like economy expert or anything like that but um mm. i think it's so hard to adopt like it's really difficult and it's it's got even harder like i mean i speak to my parents today and they're like well if we tried to do it again we wouldn't try again because it would it's so hard um they so they started their process in 1996 in October. And because my parents did it because they didn't think they could have children. So, and then two years into that process, uh, my mom fell pregnant with my brother. So that was put on hold. So I guess it's a bit of fate. If my brother hadn't come along, they wouldn't have had me. Um, uh, and then, then two years after that. So I think it was something like four years and four months later with yeah. obviously with my brother, interfering as i like to say um interfering with their plans um uh yeah it's it's a long process and i would say it was it, with my brother probably only took a few months out of that because um my parents wrote me diaries so from the start of their adoption process to about when i was four they wrote diaries like every day of like oh we met with a solicitor today we signed off this form there's like medical forms police reports and they have to have a social worker to like interview mum and dad separately ask you know really dig into their past mm. so it's it's really difficult and I think it's you know it's not for the faint-hearted so it's um it could be to do with like a matter of choice that it is it is a long process and you know there's a lot of money involved as well to like get yourself a solicitor and send papers to and from China to get them translated and stuff um and then there's the flights to to go to China and you know it's the hotels and you know it's 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 not cheap mm. um and it's it's not you know you can't just like you can't just say oh I want to adopt and six months later you know you have a child in your arms it's it's so much more difficult than that um and like my poor parents like they went through a lot like to try and to try and get me um and yeah it was 
it's I think it's just it's it's a lot harder especially for for like other countries as well um I'm not really sure what it's like you know adopting within a country but I would say it's it's just as difficult because yeah. of the amount of digging rightly uh, social workers need to do um to make sure you know they go to a good family so but I, I suppose I'd like to think they they rise a little bit with all these same-sex marriages and you know the world becoming a lot more open towards towards that kind of thing but it it literally is it's it's not easy so it didn't surprise me in terms especially with different countries like tightening their their political views and you know immigration things and stuff like that you know it's not it's not just kind of like our country it's other countries tightening their rules and tightening their their requirements and stuff which you know that halfway through a process i'm I, i'm not surprised if some people would just give up because it's 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 difficult hmm. so. you, you said there a bit before about how your parents were a dire i think that's a, that's really good like it's showing the extent of how how um I don't know. They, they, it seems like that's a good thing to do to help you. Maybe your understanding at a young age because you literally you could just read the process. Yeah. I think that's really cool. And like my, I read them when when I could like read and understand. My mum sat down and like read them to me. Um, and then obviously like last night when I was just sorting up a little bit, um, I, I I read them through again. And it's you know it's it's a really nice touch. I think even even if you're not even if you're not adopted, even you know even if you're just you know a, a normal kid, yeah. I think it's love to keep diaries and keep stuff like that and especially with all of the information that i that i'd forgotten that they needed to um they needed to like give to different people and stuff i think you know i think it's nice and <laughs> there was a page where um uh my mum wrote oh today i found out that you're going to have a baby brother or sister and then, then they put oh no, oh no but we still love you and we still want to carry on the process it wasn't like an end diary entry, <laughs> it was like oh no we still love you you know we put we put so much effort we're still we still want to do it um and then it, it's just it's just humorous entries as well so like oh you, you came home today first day as a family peter's still not sure about you <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like i mean he's still not sure now but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's i think it's a lovely touch um you know especially to kind of really know what they went through because really it's it's kind of my experience growing up but it's their experience adopting yeah, yeah. um so yeah and they you know they've made my my experience growing up so easily by just the just I think just the plain fact of me knowing and always knowing hmm. I think overall overall like I've I've got a much got I've got a much better understanding of maybe yeah your your experience of it obviously again it's not um it's not an objective experience it's subjective so some people might not be able to uh, relate um I'm just curious is there anything in particular you want to say before we like we conclude um I'd, I'm not sure I think because I was I think, gonna, I, I was gonna ask, um, like, if 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 you were on the, if if you were to speak to someone that was possibly on the fence of, of of adopting, from the perspective of someone that was adopted, what would you possibly say to them? I was gonna say, do it. They turn out great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's oh, I think, you know, if you're doing it for the right reasons, and you know, in order to make to make you know another child's life happy, and for and you know for you to fulfill you know your life in terms of wanting to look after someone and knowing you can give them a better home I think I think do it if you've got the persistence and you've got the you've got the drive to want to help to help some way then I yeah I'd say do it it's you know it's it's not easy and but I think again because I was adopted as a a child I was as difficult bringing up as like my biological brother 
Mm. Like it, because, you know, obviously if you adopted someone, you know, age 10 or as a teenager, obviously it might be a bit, bit more difficult. Um, but I would say that, you know, it's, it's always going to be difficult. However, whichever point you look at it, so, so yeah, I do it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the, the, the best way to, um, promote it is if you're doing it for the right reasons it shouldn't matter where they're like culture wise where they're from as long as they get that that, that child is getting a better upbringing what than they would have yeah uh, vice I, think, versa. I think that's i think that's the most important thing but you know every every parent wants their best for their kid and i think if you you know you understand children need you know children need you know the care and love that they need mm. um that you know i don't I see my mum and dad now as literally like my mum my and dad, like they're not my adoptive parents. Yeah. They're literally just mum and dad to me. And my brother's just my brother. Um, yeah. So it's, it's not, you know, it's, I, I don't see it as like taking, taking, taking a child away from someone's culture. Cause I think it's more about doing what's best for them and like helping them out and doing something positive and doing something good. Um, the culture thing I think would come later. Yeah. Um, and then I think it's the parents duty to make, to try and, ask them if they want to be open to it and then mm. up, to, up to them at the end of the day i mean i think that was a good good little chat yeah it's good chat <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to conclude it there um so i'll just uh if you want to do you want to shout out your instagram possibly because hamish didn't do it but if you wanted to oh uh yeah <laughs> you can follow me uh, at jasmine lily bays on instagram um i i do have a twitter but i can't remember my handle but it's something similar um yeah so if you're you, if you want to give me a follow then sure uh okay cool uh thank you very much for listening to this podcast make sure to listen to previous shows and the future ones um yeah thanks for the chat jasmine and thank you for watching <laughs>